Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. The definition of agitate is to disturb or to bring disorder to a particular situation. And I'm here to submit to you in this episode of the Marvin Bird Show. Hello, I'm your host, Dr. Marvin Bird. That we need agitators throughout education agitators now now definitely please don't think of this as as something negative don't think of it as something negative don't think of don't think of it as me uh supporting people telling it like it is and burning the house down no that's not what i'm saying i believe that um agitators need to be very careful with their message and they need to be very respectful as they question the status quo we do need edu- we do need agitators in education you know for many uh, students adults many people disorder is order for them they need their form of quote unquote order to be disrupted so that a better form of order can enter so that a better way of doing things can enter better more efficient and produces more results because that's what we're all about, right? We're about student achievement. So if we can do it a better way, then bring on the agitation and let's figure out that better way so that we can better serve our students. And here's the key to all of this. This requires a renewing of the mind. And this is why it's so important that we pick the right person to lead our district to lead our buildings, to lead our classrooms. I guess teachers are leaders as well. Because agitation, challenging the status quo, going against the status quo is a process of the mind. Your actions are a reflection of your mind. And the thing that that makes this so challenging is that we're trying to get a person to reach this point. I used to think this way, now I don't. I used to think this way, Now I don't because I think differently and getting here is a process. And you just think about, think about students. I mean, you you think um, about a student that, that has been challenging that, that you've been, that's been making poor decisions throughout the year. And then you've been working with them. You've been having private conversations with them. You've been talking with mom, dad, trying to come up with different things. And, and yet, and still you're not, you're not, you haven't seen the results that you were looking for. Well, that's because getting there is a process. And and in many instances, though it may be challenging, but the seeds that we plant in students, we don't necessarily see the fruit during that year. It could be years later. It could be years later where that student comes back to school and says, you know what, you really changed my life. Thanks for you know never giving up on me. Thanks for talking to me. There is something that has to change within that same mind that had the 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 poor thinking that needed to be agitated because this is a process of the mind but it's a process of the same mind 
And so we need leaders who are able to provide a spark that invite people to change the way they think. So in this podcast, I'm going to talk about uh, three different groups of people who need their thinking to be agitated. Uh, but, be- but before I get to that, I just want to tell you about Vision Chasers, the Vision Chasers YouTube channel. I want to encourage you to check out the Vision Chasers YouTube channel and please subscribe at the Vision Chasers YouTube channel. You will find videos featuring myself. Now with that channel, what I do is I talk directly to students. I Uh, motivate them, pump them up. Uh, And the videos are very, very short. They're uh, about three minutes or less for for most of them that give them uh, motivational tips, study tips, whatever it takes to to uh, fill them up with energy so that they can chase their vision of success. So I I please, I, I suggest that you go ahead to YouTube slash The Vision Chasers, check that channel out, subscribe to it, and pass it along to a friend. Thank you so much. So students, let's talk about students. Students thinking needs to be agitated, agitated. It needs to be disturbed because many, in many, in many instances, their line of thinking lacks order. And so we need people who are able to agitate that line of thinking to bring order and with order comes results. Could it be that with your current approach, uh, whether it be you, whether you be a teacher or administrator, uh, could it be with your current approach, you're banging your head against the wall because you haven't gotten to the root cause. You haven't sparked. You haven't provided that spark that invites that person to change the way they think. I know we, I know the adults care about the test, but perhaps the students don't. And so it's up to you to figure out why. And the, the challenge, most challenging thing about this is that I used to think this way, now I don't. Why? What happened? Getting there is a process. And we talk about wanting students to be resilient, but that is also a process. Because it's through you know, operating within the, the, the curriculum and, and doing the things that the teachers ask them to do, that's when students get the chance to exercise their resilience. And definitely once they come up against barriers, what do they do when they hit those barriers? That's the most important step. The most important step a student can make is the step that they make after they recognize, uh-oh, here's a barrier. And for And it's quite possible that for many students, their line of thinking is, I want to change the system. Their line of thinking is, I'm not going to to need uh, history uh, when I get out into the real world. And so it's that mind that you have to renew in order to help them develop that resilience we've been talking about. We need to help students make the connection between what they're doing or how they're doing what they're doing to the skills that they're going to need in the real world. And by that, I'm talking about the soft skills, the, you know, the organization, communication, work ethic, respect for authority, things like that. And we need more agitators in education to change the way students think about those things so that obstacles don't paralyze them or a lackluster effort. So we have to agitate that line of thinking to bring about the change in action. If we change that thinking, 
then that's going to lead to increased engagement and achievement. And again, this takes patience and leadership to see this process through because, yes, I know, we all know the the adults are concerned with the test scores. But I truly believe that if you start to agitate that line of thinking, then the the good test scores that you're looking for will follow. Let me touch on another thing as it relates to students and needing some agitation. Restorative justice is about teaching. It's about teaching and it's about agitating. It's about agitating that line of thinking because ultimately that student is going to be entered back into the community and they're going to be faced quite possibly with the same situation in which they made a poor decision. And so now the agitation as a result of restorative justice is supposed to bring about that change in the mind so that the next time the student makes a better decision. Restorative justice is not about limiting suspensions so that it looks good to people on the outside. That's not what restorative justice is about. And again, this takes leadership that's willing to be innovative, that's willing to take a risk to see this process through. If you're going to do restorative justice the right way, you're going to have to look at changing a number of things in order to do it effectively. The next group of people I'm going to talk about who need some agitation is teachers. Teachers. We all know teachers are creatures of habit. Just think of the time of the year when scheduling is about to be done. You talk about drama. Oh, you just you change someone's schedule. Or give someone a a schedule that they that is the opposite of of what they asked for in terms of what they are going to be teaching and just watch the sparks fly. Or another thing, you you change someone's room. Okay, you change change a teacher's room without giving them any kind of advance warning. And oh my goodness. Teachers are creatures of habit. And and I'll be and I will admit that I have, I may have thrown a, a fit about a room change, a time or two. So I'm, I, I'm in that cat, I'm in that category as well. I know teachers are creatures of habit, but habit must not overshadow the pursuit of excellence. Again, habit must not overshadow the pursuit of excellence. You know, just because, you know, just because you've been teaching the same thing for a number of years, that doesn't mean that you don't seek your own professional development outside the sit and get that your district may be offering and, and find something that you can add to your lessons that are going to increase engagement, that are going to take advantage of technology because definitely as the years go by, things are changing. There's, there's other best practices out there. There's other things that you can implement to add to the foundation that you already have in your lesson plan given that you've been teaching a class for a number of years. So it's imperative that teachers do not allow habit to overshadow the pursuit of excellence. You should always be looking to chase the excellent lesson plan. You may have a good lesson plan, but it's not excellent. That should be the mindset. You should always be trying to make that lesson plan better each and every year, even if you're teaching the same class. And we had a wonderful uh, Twitter chat. I'll give a shout out to Teach Like a Pirate, hashtag T-L-A-P. We had a a chat over 
uh, planning versus design, lesson planning versus designing uh, a couple weeks ago. And it was a it was a wonderful, wonderful conversation. And, and it talked about um, the need for basically the need for teachers thinking to, to be agitated because, you know, definitely we don't want teachers rolling in year after year with the same lesson plans that they can teach with their eyes closed. And that situation is actually an indictment on leadership because leadership uh, through their development of teachers, they should be leaning in with the teachers to make sure that those lessons are they are dynamic. They're not static to make sure that those those lessons are infused with uh, some of the learning from uh, professional development that either the, the district has offered or that the teacher has sought out on their own. And. And here's the deal. This is not too much to ask. You know, now I don't know the data, but we have teachers, many, many, many teachers out there with advanced degrees. And, you know, with those degrees comes responsibility. And I think it's it's a sign of your character. And only the professional knows this for sure, whether or not they, you know, attain that advanced degree simply to move over on the pay scale so that they can make more money or if they wanted to sharpen their skills so that they could better serve students and teachers. But with those advanced degrees, with that extra pay comes added responsibility. And again, this is a result of a renewed thinking. So habits, habits must not overshadow the pursuit of excellence. Last but not least, we're going to talk about administrators. Now with administrators, a static way of thinking or a lack of agitation leads to poor decision-making and, and poor decision-making in these positions, these formal leadership positions in administration and education, they do the most damage. And here's why. Uh, the reason that I got into education is because I wanted to be a part of ending or halting or slowing down uh, the cycle of poverty and inequality. And I felt that the best way that I could do that is to teach the kids and do what's best for the kids. And I was not happy with, with the fact that, you know, there's just generational poverty from one generation to another. And I wanted to do something about that. But with leadership there, there are uh, two categories with every decision they can make. There is looking right and there's also doing what's right. So again, looking right, doing what's right. Now, making things look right, that is definitely the easiest path to take. That path, with that path, with the looking right path comes less agitation. You know what also comes with looking right? is covering up past mistakes and not learning from them. If we don't seek to learn from past mistakes, how can we call ourselves educators? Just think about that. If we don't seek to learn from past mistakes, how can we call ourselves educators? And really, an administrator who subscribes to this line of thinking, how can they evaluate teachers? Because we want our teachers to help students learn from their mistakes so that they can make better decisions going forward. The administrator who sides with the looking right path, that's the epitome of being a politician. And we don't need more politicians in education. 
And when there is a lack of agitation amongst administrators, this has a harmful effect on teachers. And here's what it does to teachers. Teachers sense that, okay, there's a bureaucracy here. No one wants to hear what I have to say, so I'll just keep my mouth shut. And that leads to teacher islands, which is bad for students. Additionally, teachers start to feel like, well, I don't want to rock the boat. I, I see some things that that are mistakes in, in terms of where the district is going. I, I don't necessarily see a vision, um, but I don't want to rock the boat. I've got I'm close to retirement, blah, 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 blah. I've got a, I, I like the courses that I'm teaching, so I'm not going to say anything. I'm not going to respectfully submit some some ideas. Additionally, when administration needs some agitation or they're in serious need of agitation, the teachers sense that that leader doesn't have any awareness of what's real. And again, this leads to the teacher islands, the, the, the close your door and teach mentality. And so what that does is that cuts off the collaboration that's needed between the teachers and administration. And when we talk about cult and when we talk about agitation, we all need agitation. We all need uh, a change in our line of thinking. We all need to renew our minds so that we can be open to different possibilities because this all leads back to a culture, a cult, the culture that is being cultivated by leadership. Now, definitely, as I said before, it doesn't have to be someone in formal leadership doing the agitating. But it definitely helps if the leader, if the building principal, the, the, the superintendent, if they're the ones who are out there actively challenging the status quo, actively you know, asking questions, questioning, questioning their own uh, line of thinking, questioning their decisions, and, and you know, being open and honest with everyone about, you know what, maybe I think maybe I made a bad decision here. I let, you know, what give me some ideas to to make this better. And that kind of and that kind of vulnerability from leadership goes a long way towards building a wonderful culture. So that's our so that's our episode for today. I want you to think about that this week. Agitation. We need agitators in education. It's about renewing. It's about a renewing of the mind, thinking differently. How can things be better? How can we better serve our students? Well, that's it. I thank you so much for listening. Until we meet again, take care of yourself. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.